2: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BGW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We, we continue to
1: get you ready for the season of college football with a continued look at the coaches that have maybe the most pressure under them in the country. And we're going to talk about the ACC, the Big 12 coaches that are under the most pressure this year. As we always like to say, all coaches are under pressure and there's, quote-unquote, a hot seat all the time. However, some are in a more precarious situation than others. That's the topic today. Coaches under the hot seat in the Big 12. Also, question about Devil Sweeney, Kirby Smart, and the ACC defensive lines, uh, we're going to address that here. On today's edition of the Landry Football Podcast on LandryFootball.com, a reminder, you can get detailed breakdowns of the game of football from a coaching, scouting, front office perspective, college football, NFL, over at LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of the scouting season offer. It's a 12-month deal. It'll take you through all the way through the season. Um, You can try it out for a month or six months as well, whatever is your pleasure. Uh, Also, subscribe, like, and share for free, the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple or Spotify. Coaches under the most pressure uh, inside the Big 12. Number one, the guy that comes out to me the most is Neil Brown of West Virginia. Uh, Kind of surprised he survived another season. In fact, if it wasn't financially driven, he would not have survived. this is a, um, you know, if he surprises, goes eight and four, they stick with him, and then what? Uh, and then when he doesn't, he's gone. He, he, he To me, it's not been a good fit. It's not worked out. He's not going to be the coach there much longer. And I think they're only delaying it for financial reasons. That's a program that's really in, the, in a difficult spot as they're, Kind of the sore thumb, kind of now that Central Florida is in the league, you've got another Eastern team going into the Big 12 market. But West Virginia is just, it's a tough spot. Neil's really struggled. you got to look at some other members of the Big 12. Let's remind you that BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, um, Central Florida come in into the league. Dana Holgerson. Is a guy under a lot of heat. A lot of money put into that Houston program. Houston has always felt like a Big 12 program. Of course, a Southwest Conference program that was kind of left out, much like TCU was, SMU was. Mm -hmm. Finally getting into a big-level league is TCU, Baylor um, made their win the Big 12 um, years ago. Texas Tech. Houston was left out. They're in it now. And I think that now they're in a big bar conference. They need big bar results. And Houston can match up facility wise with anybody in the big 12.
2: It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
1: Really can't. Maybe not Oklahoma, Texas. They're, again, in their last year, those two. They need to get more. They need a big bar coach, and Dana Hogerson is not that. I think he is under a lot of pressure. Look, I think Brent Venables is in danger, maybe not of losing his job after this year, but six and seven was awful. Recruiting is looking better. They need to be very confident going into the sec that Brent Venables is the guy, or they better have a plan to get somebody big time. Or they're going to just get eaten alive in the big 12. Um, I don't think he's going to get fired this year. Okay. I mean, I think, you know, if it's, if it's a six and seven type season, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want him fired. Um, I think it depends on how it looks and how it is progressing. But, you know, there, there are a lot of people that are going to want to really look at this situation and make changes uh, after the third year uh, if he doesn't survive. Those are the coaches to me that jump out that are under a lot of heat. Now, you know, Steve Sarkeesian is under heat um, because after eight and five, I think, the program's gone in really good shape now he's going to be back for a couple more years but you know how texas is they now expect to win the big 12 and they expect to be really competitive in the sec is sark the guy it's certainly um and in, in, you know i think um sark is in a better position he looks like a better fit uh at texas than brent does at oklahoma at this point or or maybe not the better fit it's just the the results are a little better a little bit more encouraging but that's that's going into the season that doesn't guarantee you anything um
0: I think BYU is going to
1: do what they do. I think Kalani Sataki's done a good job. Satterfield's in his first year at Cincinnati. Matt Campbell is um, probably taken Iowa State as far as he can go, and, and, and they're probably frustrated that he, quote-unquote, can't take them to the next level as if you can really do that at Iowa State. It doesn't exist. Jory McGuire, good first season as Texas Tech. Um, and Gus know, off the good start at UCF, but how well will they do in the big 12? So I would say Neil Brown, clearly Dana Hogerson, And then I would put the big boys, Oklahoma and Texas under just high scrutiny, just because of where they are, not necessarily predicting that they're going to lose their jobs at the end of the year. But I think that the future is going to be determined by how it looks here. Uh, this season and certainly next season i do think that holgerson and neil brown's jobs on the line i think neil brown is about as good as gone quite frankly um the acc defensive lines I had a question about that that's looking defensive line i think for the first time in ages i'd probably put florida state ahead of clemson jared versus is the best rush in in the conference they're solid depth i think that's going to be a real strength for this florida state team this clemson team with Oroho and Tyler Davis, probably one of the best defensive tackle duels in the nation. They just need Xavier Thomas to emerge at edge. But I'd give FSU the slight edge. according the pun. Miami with uh, Leonard Taylor, who's elite, and Akeem Mesidor. Then I would put Pitt. They lose a lot, um, but they produce alignment. They're always good at rushing the passer, and I would put them next. I think Louisville with the Jermaine Lowley is a good addition. Ashton Jalot is a good player. Uh, Those would be the the better ones.
0: Um. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved,
1: we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
2: (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky That's chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. DW prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Question that was asked Chris,
1: who's the better coach? Kirby Smart or Dabble Swingy? This is easy. Kirby Smart's a much better coach. Um, he's a defensive savant. In addition to being a really good head coach and a recruiter, where Dabble is, Dabble's never been a coordinator. He's not a guy that is a great football X's and O guy. So here's the problem with that. It doesn't matter. He hires well. It does matter. Because when things go off the rails during the course of the season, if something goes wrong defensively, or even some things on offense at Georgia, Kirby knows how to fix it. And he can go in and fix it. If things go off the rails during the course of a season at Clemson, they got to wait till the end of the year to hire somebody else. Because Dabo can't fix it. He's not an is an O guy that can handle that. Kirby's a much brighter guy. Now, you look at accomplishments, and if the only thing you know is how to count to two and say they both won two, they're both the same, well, again, you don't know football. You're just sitting there looking at numbers. Um, There's not who is one is, is understanding who's most responsible for what. Dabo is great at a leader, great at motivating, and he's a great recruiter. He's done all those things are very, very important to be a head coach. Kirby is all of those things, but he's a good ex as an old guy. That's why he's better. Um, He was a better coach two years ago than Davo, even when he hadn't won his first championship. Uh, He's got the skins on the wall now to be able to do that. Um, So that's that's what uh, I would look at. So hope that answers your question. Hey, always great to be with you. Heading into a holiday weekend. Hope you all have a great holiday weekend. We'll be here providing you some podcasts uh, throughout the fourth holiday. Um, It's always great to be with you. A reminder, again, subscribe, LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of the scouting season offer. Uh, It's the best deal that we've got going. You can try it out for a month or six months, but LandryFootball.com is where you want to be. Players, teams, coaches, schemes at the college or NFL level, that's what we cover for you at LandryFootball.com. Also, subscribe, like, and share Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Appreciate you joining us. Have a great one, everybody.